Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 276. 276 special episode. We're going to be talking about Terminator Genesis, uh, Woman in Gold, Maggie, 71. Me, and Earl, and the Dying Girl. Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl. Absolutely. And we've got a very special guest. Uh, but also, I'm actually really surprised... Uh, you had a, f- a flight delay that you're actually in the garage right yeah, now. You had a flight delay. Came right from LAX. Yeah, came right from LAX and made it here the exact same time as the guest, only a couple he, minutes later. I was pulling up while he was coming through the gate. Yes. And I was like, I almost killed him because I didn't recognize him. Right. I just thought there was a foreigner <laughs> running on, on on American soil. And <laughs> uh, actually, I, 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 I forgot which house it was, and I technically went into your neighbor's yard first. <laughs> <laughs> they they also have a drawstring that opens their backyard, and I was like, "Well, that's handy. They put in a drawstring." I don't remember that from last time. And then I was like, "Wow, Chris's pool seems to be bigger than the pool he didn't have last time I came here." And then I was like, "Oh, well, there's a good view from this backyard. Oh, of that shed that I meant to be in next door. That's that's it. I'm one away." <laughs> what uh, what kind of podcast were they doing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, a really successful one. <laughs> and they're selling twice as much merch for the thrill adventure out. That's the weird thing. Yeah. Literally hundreds of orders a day. That's That's how they can afford that pool. We always get trumped. Every time. Like they're doing Thrilling Adventure Art went to their your neighbor's podcast for the good merch and then it's like, we'll let those film nerd idiots Weirdly enough, like because considering we're talking about Terminator today, it's actually just you guys in a different timeline. Yeah. But you are just twice as successful as you are. Doing exactly the same things, but twice as successful. But making actual correct. How do we get in that timeline? It's like how do we gotta know to get that timeline? Some kind of butterfly effect, weird thing. We gotta go back in time and Kill a butterfly or something. I tell you what it was. I believe it was the fog at the San Francisco airport this morning that has that has the fog at the at SFO has delayed more flights than anything. Did you find yourself on an aircraft carrier in yeah. World War II? <laughs> it was weird. I don't know what happened. Martin Sheen was there. None of it made sense. And then I saw him when he was older, and there's this weird guy in a limo that we never met till the end. Wow. That was crazy. It's, that it happens does, every time at that airport. <laughs> it does seem like they would come up with some sort of defogging technology based on the fact that they so often... You know, it's weird, don't yeah. you think, that no one's working on that? No I one. I imagine. Well, like, right? well why, there's no one all, in LA working on drains. Right. Yeah. <laughs> why? Yeah, that why makes perfect they, sense. Why did they build it there? Like, let's find the foggiest part of the peninsula yeah. in this bay and then let's make let's keep expanding this airport. I know the Oakland airport's better and it's easier, mm-hmm. but let's really yeah. fucking pump the money into SFO. All right. But I made it. I literally came right from the airport. That was great. Up the Even morning. on the 405, you made it, too. Full of horrendous traffic. Wow. Took me, I, I got picked up probably a little bit before four, so it took me an hour and a half in traffic wow. on top of two flights. But turns out the machines may not have wanted you to get here. I know. That's what this is all about. <laughs> <laughs> Skynet's going online. Um, First thing we can do, block Graham from podcasting. <laughs> Priority one. <laughs> not launch nukes just, just to stop us. I mean, just it, delay the podcast. Actually, now that you think about that, I don't think they would want to stop podcasting because if you really think about the idea of us being loaded into the machines, the one thing that the machines need, and I saw Ray, Ray Kurzweil, you know, he's the guy who's done all the, yeah, he works at Google. He's like the head dreamer or whatever at Google. And he's the, the one who's the wrote, wrote, wrote the book about the singularity, right? right. Mm-hmm. And uh, and his whole thing is that humor is the trickiest thing for AI to replicate and that we'll know truly that we've got, you know, a singularity when, you know, machines have a sense of humor. So surely 
the thing that they, you would be working on if you were an artificial like where do you have access to all these personalities and all this information about these people in their lives and be able to process it? it's podcasts so there's going to be a the, podcast robot all the terminators yeah. of the future will be have the personality of various podcasts they'll just be like, <laughs> like the Corolla bot and the Kevin Smith bot <laughs> and like the Marin bot the right marinator <laughs> Right before they laser your head off, right. they're just going to be like, hashtag work it. On <laughs> shot <laughs> <laughs> first. Why is that Terminator whistling? No, that's weird. Why, why, is, why, why is, is he, he doing whistling? a Bane impression? Do not forget to donate. Yeah. <laughs> I have a new Kickstarter. Yeah. No, you don't, Skynet. No, you don't. Um, well, if you haven't figured it out, folks, uh, that is the voice of Will Anderson. Hello. Good day. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for Aussieing it up um, uh, and calling us mate. Yeah. Um, so what, what you, you've been, we haven't talked to you in a while. What, what have you been up to? You're kind of going back and forth between you. Well, yeah. So I mean, LA. yeah. I, I, okay. So I. What's like, the other city you live in? Like Los Angeles. We need to put it down for the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Sydney. Sydney. Okay. So I have a house in Sydney that I spent mm-hmm. uh, two weeks in in the last two years. No. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so that's yeah, that's a really fine investment. Uh, a lot of other people, I get a lot of photos from my friends enjoying that house. Um, Keep up the work on the road, Will. Love the house. Is if we turn on the gas heater for the pool? Well, it's seventy five dollars a day, but I guess you guys are having fun. <laughs> better, better get on the road. So hilarities in Cleveland to pay that mortgage for you guys. <laughs> better move some Will Will Illuminati fucking yeah. CDs or whatever. To pay for that. Essentially, the plot of my life is the plot from Weekend at Bernie's, except instead of me being dead, Bernie's on the road in the States. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, but yeah, so I um, did 20 US cities last year, and uh, Chris and I were actually just talking while we were eating pizza just before you arrived about the fact that I did 20 US cities last year, and I may be rounding it up, but let's say it, this is it for the yeah, the sake sure. of the story. I, I believe in every single one of those cities, in like when, when I did a week of shows there i'd be doing five to seven shows a week i would have at least one comedy film nerds fan come up to me in every single one of those cities to say hello that's so great amazing right i you know guys i love hearing that i love hearing that you guys go out and support the 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 guests and comics that are on this show i love because you're never going to be disappointed no, you know we're we're literally going to have every oh, comic no, they here were has been amazing. They were, <laughs> yeah. That's what they came up and said. Like, we heard you on comedy yeah. film, and we thought you would be good. <laughs> you didn't say that's not a knife once. <laughs> didn't say good day. <laughs> didn't move your arms around in that weird uh, thing that Graham does. <laughs> you didn't come out in the pouch of a kangaroo. Yes. Right. <laughs> no, I do do that. That's, that's oh, a, oh, great, that's, great, that's, great. That's my one nod to my heritage. <laughs> You didn't have a didgeridoo yeah, opening? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Self-signed boomerangs yeah. after the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Will Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> that would be the greatest. Like, get the crowd all pumped up and then that. Or just do my act through a didgeridoo. <laughs> just like- Just tap in the end, like, is this thing on? Like, come on. 
is this the god? I love that. Uh, so uh, yeah, so I did that. that like, so I kind of went on the road in the US, which was brilliant, fun. Um, and then I went home at the end of the year because I was doing my uh, Illuminati show. So mm-hmm. we filmed that. And you uh, had to kick the people out of your pool. Right, exactly. Well, that was when I got literally one of the two weeks I've had back there. So I had a week in Sydney and uh, I was lucky enough at, during that week um, to, to be involved in two things. The radio station I used to work at, Triple J, which is the national youth broadcaster in Australia, um, was having a 40-year celebration thing. So I was lucky enough I went back and did a shift on radio with this guy that I worked with for like six years who I've not, you know, worked with in a radio, in our old radio right. station. In our, it was very, that was a fun thing to do. But I also, on that very day, January 19th, filmed uh, Illuminati at the Sydney Opera House in the, in the oh, main wow. room, in the, mm-hmm. in the big concert hall, the biggest, you know, it's the kind of the biggest, as an Australian performer, there are bigger rooms, but there is no bigger room. Well, that's, you know, like, like, that's like, not just as an Australian performer. I mean, to play, I'd play that yeah. Sydney Opera House is pretty amazing. But that's right. yeah. like, I mean, that's like one of those vent. That's like Carnegie Hall. Correct. Or yeah, that's world known worldwide. Yeah. 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 So we, we filmed uh, my my special there. So we did two shows just in a night, and uh, you know, back to back, and uh, and filmed both those, and like released that as a as a DVD, which uh, people can buy in some countries at the moment. Uh, and w- as I say to everybody else, who can't buy it in your country. If you can't buy it in your country, steal it. I don't mind. <laughs> I, I honestly don't. I'd, I'd like people to see it, and if it's not available in your country. Then, like, I'd just like you to be able to see it. No problem mm. for me. Pass it around, send it to somebody, whatever. If it's in a place where you can buy it, buy it so I can make more of them. But, you know. What you, region you know. is it? Uh, yeah, well, but you can download. There's iTunes downloads and Google oh, Play perfect. and all those okay. sort of things. So people can find Do you it. have uh, American ver- DVD versions of it? Like, is it a. No, there's no DVDs here yet. There's no American version uh-huh. DVDs. We have. We're. Anyway, like things that people don't need to hear about. But, <laughs> but it turns out that I was the only person in Australia who didn't benefit from Netflix coming to Australia. Because, <laughs> because my, my deal on my DVD at home has an Australia-specific deal and I own the rights everywhere else in the world. But American Netflix only want to buy things they can play in Australia and in America, of course, like for right. Netflix. And why would they buy the rights to my show in America, a place where no one knows me, and not get the rights in the one place where it would actually mean lots of people watch it on Netflix. <laughs> Turns out they weren't that keen on that. So <laughs> we'll be going forward in a different direction, I guess. <laughs> Stay tuned. In the meantime, steal it. Well, that's cool. Well, hopefully if you ever get any USA versions, we'll sell them here. We'll yeah, sell no. them on this side. Yeah, right. In the meantime, Will has fired his business manager. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know the, the, what the worst thing is? I'll tell you, this is a little cautionary tale. I did my last spe- film special because I do a brand new show every year. So like, this year was my 20th different hour-long show. and uh, and But I don't film them all. I have recordings of them all. But, uh, you know, I, 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 I tended to like it to be a live experience. And because my show is so different from night to night, the idea of capturing like one night and it being the night mm-hmm. was n- never something that particularly appealed to me. Um, the other thing is that... I filmed one in 2009, which was the first part of this two-part deal, right, mm-hmm. uh, that I had with Universal, who are my, like, you know, the DVD company, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't really enjoy the experience, so mm-hmm. I just didn't make another one. And then it got to, like, you know, 2015, and suddenly, like, oh, you know what, I want to make another special. Like, I'm ready, and I want to, like, film something, and I love this show, and, like, you know, mm-hmm. and it'll be the last night, so, I, you know, it's a good capture of that and all those sort of things. And But in that time, like, you know, I have a DVD deal. DVDs basically don't exist anymore. <laughs> like, you know, in the time it's taken me to get to the second part of the deal, the technology has pretty much died out. And <laughs> 
also just a tip. If you have a two-part deal, check if you think the technology will be around when you want to do the second part of the deal. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that would be my – I am still locked into a nine-part sonograph deal. Yeah. And that's oh. not even recording technology. That launches on MySpace. Yeah. It's big MySpace launch. Well, if you wait be- long enough, the technology comes back. Right, retro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah exactly. I've got a lot of cassette tapes of my previous yeah. show. Oh, really? <laughs> Hopefully we'll sell those on the site. <laughs> um, that's why we don't have a pool. Yes. Um, we're <laughs> selling yet. outdated technology. <laughs> yeah, we just got Dana Gould's LPs in. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Literally. We that's just not got, a joke. That's not, that no, we have Dana Gould's LPs for the joke. collectors. So uh, next week we're doing the show on CB Radio, Channel 46. Yeah. <laughs> Check that out, Breaker Breaker, hashtag work it. Everyone um, in the uh, parking lot will be able to hear it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Which might be more people. Yeah. All right. Well, let's do it. Let's talk about Terminator Genesis because right. I got a lot to say about. We're going to do a spoiler up on it. We oh, fantastic! If this show wraps up soon enough, so yeah. we can go to a show because <laughs> my flight was late. Yeah. Um. All right. Should well, we let the guest go let's, first. Let's okay. Guess. Well, here's what I'll say. Firstly, that I enjoyed about this film. Uh, I enjoyed the fact that last time I came here we talked about Pacific Rim and my main complaint about that film was that they had two Australian like two people playing Australians right. who weren't Australians. Right. So I like, this feels like a balance in the force because the two leads in this film are both Australians. Right. Uh, the, like John Connor and mm-hmm. uh, Kyle, what's his face? Reese. Reese yeah. who gets sent back. So they're both Australian actors and I, there was points in this movie where I was like, why didn't they just get some Americans? <laughs> So Jason Jason Clark is an yeah. Australian actor. Yeah, God, I didn't know that man. He's amazing. Right, he, he is good. But he's and this is uh, hopefully not too. This is not spoilery, and I won't spoil it. But he, he also plays a certain type of person in everything that he plays. Yes, and when you see him on screen in this film, there is a twist in this that I won't reveal, obviously, yeah, yeah. in this part mm-hmm. of it. But I think most people will see coming anyway. But it, there's where you go. Couldn't they have got a guy who was more sympathetic? Like, you know, sometimes actors just announce themselves and you go, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this isn't going to all go smoothly. Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, 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 he really kind of came on the scene uh, in the um, Zero Dark Thirty as the, the, like, one of the CIA interrogators. He was really good in that. He's really good in that because he has that scene where he's like, you know, he's very calmly telling the guys that he's about to torture, like, for information, I'm not your friend. It's going to get really ugly for you. And he's saying it, like, while he's eating ice cream or whatever. He was in uh, the Planet of the Apes reboot, the recent yeah. one. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know. And, and that was sort of his scared scientist version. Right. And he also, the, the thing about an actor like that, too, they, he also has a certain look. Even, like, when it, it's he's passively on screen. Uh, it's almost like some of these actors like uh, Michael Shannon and Paul Dano, they exude a type of personality and character without ever acting or saying anything. And sometimes if the character's against that type that you see, it's harder to dig out of that hole sometimes. Right. Like, but, you know, a good actor can do it. But, you know, you're not going to see Michael Shannon as some sympathetic character that's not creepy, ever. Well, yeah. <laughs> So the, yeah, there was two guys, two and Jai, Jai, Courtney. Jai Courtney and and uh, Jason and and of course Sam Worthington was in the previous one. And I'm, yes. I, there is a part of me because I love the Terminator idea. Right. I'm a big fan of the ter- the first two films. I think are fantastic. Yes, and in fact, mm-hmm. on on Fourth of July they were playing Terminator Two again. You know, for America. 
And uh, <laughs> we're celebrating that we're the leaders of the cause of Skynet killing yes. off humanity. Sure. Uh, and But I, we were re-watching it and it still just I, it stands up, I think, as a really still, like, you know, it's a great you know, film. It's really well paced. Like, you know, the action scenes mm-hmm. are really well constructed yeah, and put together. Solid. And, you know, it has a real sort of momentum and pace and, you know, dynamic to it. It does and the right thing funny. a sequel's supposed to do. Right. Really, yeah. And, and it kind of builds on it a bit. And the idea mm-hmm. is a better idea like Mm -hmm. as in like the concept of terminator 2 right like it just takes it they understand that idea a little bit more and they fully explore it and then after that it's just obviously got messy for me right like i just i haven't really like enjoyed i'd like i've enjoyed bits and pieces of the other ones Mm -hmm. well you also have the original filmmaker james cameron doing the first two right it's like you know i i think in part why the new mad max was so good because it was george miller i was just gonna say that because like that's that's the (laughs) The original the original vision with with uh Rise of the Machines and then Salvation, you just didn't... How many have there been again? There's been, they all just blend together. This is there the was, yeah. fifth. This is the fifth one. So you have Terminator, Terminator 2, Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines, Salvation, and then Genesis, which is... Which is out. the one with the girl Terminator? Uh, I think that's Rise of the Machines. Yeah, yeah that's three. Nick, that's the Nick Stahl one. Well, it's, oh. it's, we, it's uh, interesting that none of us can kind of remember exactly the they plot all, of those. Yeah, they all blend together. the filmmakers in this one have also decided to ignore the plot of those ones yeah, that came yeah. after that. Because <laughs> it is a very referential film to the first two films. Right. Yes. Like they're, mm. Basically, the first half of the movie is almost a scene-by-scene. Like, it was like one of those, you know, the Gus Van Sant remake of Psycho. Like, it yeah. was basically, <laughs> they were just... Like, what's, was, what's, what's his name? Uh, Matt... Uh, Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn was right. There. Yeah, and you can see Anne Heche's butthole, I believe. Oh, Kevin Smith, the Kevin Smith bot, told me that on his podcast. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, but it's it it's kind of and it's kind of cool. You get to see like you know the original Terminator and the, they've got the technology and like Arnie going back and you know all this sort of stuff. You know, stuff that people have kind of seen in the previews and stuff. And it's just set up. And I kind of enjoyed that. But all it really made me wish for for the rest of the film was that. Oh, I wish I was watching one yeah. or two. Right. Or I wish that the person who'd made one or two right. made the rest of this film. Right. Because <laughs> basically, oh. the, you know, the, it's someone who's done a really good mashup of the first two films in the first half of the film. But, you know, sometimes someone can be a good DJ and do a good mashup, but you don't want to hear their solo album. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No. You're like, just oh. DJ, man. And the second don't half. Don't write your own songs. Oh. 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 And the second half it's of It's like film, a really good cover band. Right. Like yes. when they'd, oh, this is our first track of original. Ooh, no, yeah, no, no, no. 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 Oh, yeah. No, what's, what, keep doing Wanted Dead or Alive. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what, who, who are the guys? A Steel Panther. Yes, like, yes. It, essentially, the second half is like when Steel Panther does one of their own songs. <laughs> yeah. Like, the guy takes off his wig and goes, this right. is who I really am. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Put the fucking spandex back yeah. on and turn on the... Right. the, 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 uh, the I love the guy with the long hair who then plays that has the fan that blows his yes. hair. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to hear his real story. Right. You know? So I thought that, um, uh, I thought, I, I didn't mind the first, like, oh, I hated, okay, so uh, you don't, we don't need to see Judgment Day again. And we don't need to see, like, I, don't, I think they're spending too much time, that all that stuff at the start where they're in the future and John right. Connor's making the speech to, yeah. you're like, you're basically you've just launched into a terribly confusing battle scene like and like a speech by somebody that we have not got to know right. and have not like you know have any well you know we know it's John Connor but a, you don't assume that everybody is up to date because then you spend half of a movie telling everyone they're not up to date and here's right. all this other stuff and so I thought it started badly but then I kind of felt like I felt like the like the third after that when it was kind of revisiting all that old stuff I kept going oh this could be this could be yes. okay 
This is like taking the source material and seems to have like be, you know, I, I didn't have as much of a problem with the alternative reality thing as some people did. Mm-hmm. Like some people immediately were like, well, we don't want to see an alternative sure. reality, right? And I kind of get that. But I have a podcast that's in an alternative reality. So I'm not the person to talk. You know what I mean? Like Fofop is really Terminator Genesis <laughs> to Tofop. So... <laughs> So I didn't mind that aspect of it and I thought it gave them like a, you know, a lot of potential to kind of really change the story and really kind of, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, get back into what the story was about. And all that stuff about, you know, because obviously, you know, Skynet, uh, is the is the cloud right, right. Skynet right. or Genesis like is the cloud right and we're in that right, right. now so they're trying to put yeah exactly they, and 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 I and I if you were to tell me for going into this without seeing a trailer that they're that's what they're going to kind of do is they're because when the first movie came out thirty years ago there wasn't a cloud there wasn't right? an iPhone there wasn't an internet really so now we have these things. And there was this opportunity, albeit a very missed opportunity, for them to go, hey, now you see where this could go. The right. cloud has all of our information. All of it. They're tapped into all this thing. Right. You know, and, and they could have done something interesting of like, so these cyber attacks that we keep happening. So like the North Korea one, right, that happened in, uh, last year to per- and supposedly it was to prevent the movie. I know, unfortunately, it failed. It failed. Um, <laughs> but But a lot of people think... It could have been disgruntled Sony employees yeah, who were yeah, trying to make it look like North Korea. For sure, for you sure. You could have done something really interesting to go, oh, that was when Skynet was just feel, yeah. so, sewing it, feeling it's like it's testing its power. And you could have been like, oh, God, that's so creepy. And you'd get this feeling in the theater like, oh, shit, we're living it. And instead they just kind of ging, ging, ging. Like, yeah. it was like, and I you've mean, got I, like some CIA uh, office that starts noticing all this extra activity, like spikes it, and stuff. Every, yeah, yeah. every second episode of Person of Interest has a better... <laughs> like plot about this topic than this movie does. Like, well, I'll tell you. Because there's so much good stuff to work yeah, with in that field. Very, very true. And, and Will hits like a really um, interesting point about this movie, it really set up a lot of good intentions. Like you really could right. see this movie wanted to be like, well, we're going to reboot the franchise, but we're going to be referential to the other movies. We're going to have Arnold Schwarzenegger. So we're going to not only tell you a new story. We're going to tap into the nostalgia and then we're going to put a new modern twist on the whole mythology. That was the intention. And it it missed the mark on every count because I wanted to really like it. I wanted to like... Schwarzenegger in. I wanted to yes, like. Really... I was excited about that. Seeing oh, the young Schwarzenegger yeah. and, the, and the new one, right. like, I was like, oh, let's see and, how they like, do this. Yeah, right. and even just the, like, I, I guess everyone was looking forward to the explanation of why is he old? And I actually right. thought yeah, they yeah. did it okay. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, you know what I mean? that was, yeah. That was handled okay. Here's, here's, here's the analogy I will make. It's if this movie is if Mad Max was not done by the genius who created it, right. but by a guy that does a lot of TV. Alan fucking whoever your name is, Alan Taylor, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. He did the th- second Thor film. Yeah, yeah, he did. It's all it's all TV. Now, grant, granted, really good TV show. Yeah, right. Boardwalk Empire, uh, Nurse Jackie, Mad Men. I mean, Sopranos. These are really good shows, but he- But that doesn't mean you can direct a Terminator movie. No, There's still a disconnect. I mean, you know. Are you honestly, because here's the thing, and this is this is why, like we said, it, it, it was George Miller's crazy version, him going, well, now 30 years later, we have all this stuff. Like, imagine if Cameron would have done this movie and said, right. well, this is the movie- 
That was kind of what why Terminator 2 was so great. He goes, well, now we have a budget. Right, and the this is the one, movie I wanted to make 30 years ago, yes. something like that. Or, or yeah. now, I, in the last 30 years, seeing just in the last 15 years, seeing technology do this, these are all these things I wanted to add to this story. Absolutely. But, and the also- like, if, I mean, literally, it, the world has become more like the world that Terminator yes, yes. was parroting or like uh, warning us about yes. or like whatever. And yet they incorporated less of that into the story. Right. But also what you say about like, you know, not uh, having a vision for things. And again, this is not spoilery. There is a time travel leap in like the second half of the film where suddenly a bunch of people from out of time are in this new time, a time that is not familiar to any of them. Right. And they do not do one thing with that. <laughs> no, like not one. Like one of the great things about Terminator Two is that you know, sort of, he's a person at like you know, the, yeah. the Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator is trying to learn to be a person. Right. It's a fish out right. of water thing. And this this and movie just bounces from one action set piece to the next action set piece, and you just get um, there's uh, a fight in an office block. Yeah. Like you're in a time travel film and you're having a fight in an office block. The one thing that will look exactly the same yeah. in any time. Like, <laughs> to me, what will look most the same? Like an office block. We'll just yeah. have a fight in an office. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, and I just wonder, change the computer monitors. I wonder because the director Alan Taylor like has done so much good stuff. I wonder how much of this is like was it his fault or was it like. The studio dangled feature film in front of him and then sort of made him have well, to... Well, he could only direct the script that he got. And the main problem with this is by far so the, you, uh, you, the script. You, yeah, and uh, that's a t- uh, yeah, terrible. And it's it, it's one of those things that tried to serve so many different masters that it ended up serving no one. You know, yeah. you want to be retro, you want to be new, you want to be a mashup, you want to be, um, you know, ref- referential to the old movies. But you're right, though, it was only the first two movies that it was referential right. to. And uh, it, it was also some weird casting too. Like yeah. if you, I, you know, I don't want to give anything away. We'll get into it more. But uh, I was hoping at one point there would have been a Terminator Doctor Who crossover. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, now it's getting a little interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I the, I thought the casting was. I mean, I like uh, the girl who's the lead in it in Game of. She's sure. the Game of Thrones. She yeah. plays Khaleesi yes. in Game of Thrones. But, but if you hadn't Emily, seen Game of Amelia Thrones Clark. and she was spouting this ridiculous dopey dialogue, you would think, well, gosh, this actress is horrible. And, like, well, and she's not. She had it, literally nothing to work with. Right. That was well, the problem. One of the problems, too, is like if you're going to reboot. <laughs> that was me. I don't watch Game of Thrones. Yeah. One, of, <laughs> one of the most iconic, like, like, I mean, Linda Hamilton's Sarah Connor is like just stunning. Like right. stunning. That's, I mean, that's your a, a Furiosa from mm-hmm. you know, Mad yes. Max. And, that's, just, and the arc. Right. Of her from one to two, where she's just a scared waitress right. who's like, "What the fuck?" And then is she's this in like, a mental ward in the second, right? Room. Yes, because she's like this. It's hard and as like you know, survival as you can ever be. Yeah, right. And then so that's already hard to like right. you know to step into those shoes, right? right? But then to have that person say several of the like lines and stuff that that yeah. so you're like, oh, now we're getting a direct comparison yeah. yes. to that person <laughs> saying those li- and yeah. like and I, I yeah she I, I mean. It felt like she was way too young for it, even though I know yes. it was set in a time where she was younger. But, mm-hmm. you know, with this story and... Yeah. She didn't have the gravitas of, like, a Linda Hamilton. And also, it was the way the characters were developed. Right. There was nothing... There was literally nothing there. I mean, there's nothing to hang your hat on at the end except just one action piece. That one action yeah, piece. Even, like, Schwarzenegger, like, granted, he's the Terminator. You don't expect, you know, a lot right. of range, but... 
it was almost a parody of well, what he was he, doing. His stuff felt like that. Yeah. It felt too comic. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. too much. And why didn't they develop if, if they could have there's so much room here. So they explain the oh why he's gotten old, but couldn't they explain Oh, his, you know, his central processing unit or whatever has adapted and now he's more human-like or some, like, wow. Some kind of upgrade or some something, like, in all that time. interesting thing that yeah. makes well, you go, well, weirdly well, enough, and, and, and this, you know, we'll probably get into more of these in the spoiler episode, but, like, they set up a lot of interesting things like that. Yeah. Like, there are a lot of yes. things in the yeah, film yeah, yeah, where yeah. you go, like, I mean, there's another one where, yeah, this is not, so Sarah Connor has an awareness of the story of the, you know, yeah, like so she has some knowledge, and right. there's a central storyline. I won't give too much away, but there's a central storyline where it could be changed because she has too much awareness of what was going right. to happen to her future. Mm-hmm. And there's this, like, touch into this really interesting area of like, oh, you know, do you still do that thing or have any excitement for that thing if you know that it's your preordained sort of destiny? And are you fated to no matter what you do, this is going to happen again? Like, and I was like, well, this, all, this is interesting. Here. Yes, right. yeah, and you, could you could, as an as as actors and like on a right, you know, mm-hmm. there's some stuff there that they could have really you know, got them to right. work with. Even it's, like the fact instead that you get come with me if you want to live. Well, let's yeah, well let's get into the specifics <laughs> yeah. in the spoiler app because yeah. I don't yeah. we don't want to. But uh, I really yeah, we think we were all too, disappointed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, this, I really think this movie was a uh, a missed opportunity. And it's interesting. It's like, well, I'm sure we'll get the comparison. Well, why did you like Jurassic World and not this one? Sure. And again, it was an emotional- for the record, I didn't listen yes. to my yeah. episode of Faux Football. <laughs> Well, no, you're, you're, we had some. You were one of the people that split. Absolutely, Steel Saunders too. Uh, well, let me and- ask you this then. So, so why why did you not like Jurassic? And then, like, you, did you like Mad Max? Oh, yeah, I love Mad Max. Okay. So yeah. explain, explain why these fall on different sides of the fence for you. Oh, okay, so, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll do a really quick explanation. And if people want to hear me bang on about every single scene in the movie <laughs> and why every single one of them's almost wrong, I will do that. But here's the thing. <laughs> the dinosaurs are great. It's like the, my same thing with the Transformers movies. I have this exact same thing that I say every time. One less Transformer, one less dinosaur. Spend that exact same money on a decent rider and you still make – you just make a great film instead of, like – my right. thing with Jurassic, everyone would go, the dinosaurs were great in Jurassic World. You know, it's just a, I'm like, literally, name any movie that is out at the moment and put those dinosaurs in it, and it is a better movie than Jurassic World. Like, <laughs> think, you know, seriously, take any movie that's out of the cinema, and instead of what they put well, in between the dinosaurs and Jurassic World, put that in between, and I, it is a better That's film. true. If you had Terminators versus Dinosaurs, I would I would have been on board I mean, a little more. But, but Me, Earl, the dying girl, and the dinosaur. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's a better film. <laughs> Nice and that's it's an emotional reaction because, like, what what happens is, like, with Jurassic World, like I said, I because I was emotionally um, had a reaction to I'm enjoying this. You forego and overlook all of the ob- very obvious plot holes and uh, problems with the, the movie. Now with Terminator, I had the opposite reaction. I was like, you know, I kind of want to like it. Ooh, I don't. And now I'm going to reject everything even more because it's getting dumber and dumber, dumber. I'll t- and my, I'll tell you my emotional is. reaction is that I've now wasted two hours. Yeah. No, I'll tell you what it is for me. I have absolutely no problem with a movie being as ridiculous as it wants to be. Like a friend of mine uh, had a real problem with the guitarist on the front of sure. the thing in Mad Max. And I was like, no, no, no. Because to me, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. But in this world that they've created so perfectly. In this context, it all sense. makes sense. It makes yeah. perfect like, sense. We yeah. don't need to know why the guy 
guys are spraying their mouth. Maybe it's like, you know, because their leader wears a silver thing. Maybe it's mm-hmm. the Valhalla myth. They don't need to tell us because they've established enough of this world that logically right. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right. They worship automobiles. They're separated into these things. Mm-hmm. Everything in this movie makes sense within the world that we have constructed. And you can add your own backstory. Like we right. added like a career path for the drummers that, you know, the best one, right. the front drummer eventually gets to be the guitarist and right. the, the truck. <laughs> right. But I mean, that's us. Like, I mean, you yeah. guys would be doing the podcast about the, you know, you'd be doing your sure. skill, right? Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> you'd be up the front whistling. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, I can't wait for the apocalypse. <laughs> I, I, my problem comes in movies where they set up things like within their world and then completely the, the, they make then no logic to the world. I'll give you two just quick examples. <laughs> You're going to say Prometheus. Right. Yeah, that's a good example. <laughs> but I'll give you the examples of the two movies that you sure. mentioned, Jurassic World and uh, the Terminator film. Mm. Now, there, I won't give a spoiler on this, but there's a scene at the end of the, like, basically the way this film like finishes completely negates logically yeah, 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 in the yeah. universe they've set up anything that's happened. Sure. Like that just annoys me because I'm like, well, you set up in the Terminator, movie right? Yeah, in yeah, the yeah. Terminator yeah, yeah. movie, there is a scene in Jurassic World, which is the big famous scene where the, the, the reveal of the Raptors, right? Yeah, they reveal they reveal that the the uh, the Megasaurus, the Abominus yeah. ab- Abdominus Rex, whatever his name is, <laughs> Adonis <Right>? Rex, right? <laughs> whatever he is, um, they reveal because he can communicate with the the yeah. Raptors because Chris Pratt's trained the Raptors. Yeah, he's the ra- Raptors Alpha. By the way, that could never happen. Yeah, they're the villains of the. No. It's like it's like Caesar Milan's coming in train the Nazis. No, 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 they're good now. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, he goes, at Hitler and everything's fine. Like, it, so A, that's already so stupid. Like, such a stupid premise and he can barely contain them. Even the person who's raised them from birth, like, yeah. he's like, oh, I'm their alpha, I can the, control them. The, the whole time, Vincent D'Onofrio is like, we should weaponize this completely unreliable technology. <laughs> weaponize it. But then, there's that scene and, the, you know, it, it, they get to the dinosaur and then suddenly they stop and it's a real cool yeah it's one of the coolest scenes in the film right and suddenly hang on what's going on like they were charging towards it and now they're communicating and then up in the like you know the booth there's that revelation they're like oh my god and what's in there and then finally that they they put raptor in there and like you know now it's communicating with them i'm like literally 40 minutes ago you told me in this film that this dinosaur had been raised in it, like without ever meeting another dinosaur, Chris Pratt makes a point of it early in the movie, going, "One of the problems with this dinosaur is it's never communicated with any other dinosaurs. It doesn't know how to." That's literally you say that in your film, and now forty minutes later, you it can just talk because it has raptor blood in it. Like if if someone put raptor transfusion in me, I couldn't talk to a raptor. It doesn't work like that. Like I was born in Australia, but if I was raised in a jungle, I wouldn't be able to walk out into the street after twenty years and go, "Get out, mate." Hey. Throw a shrimp on the barbie. It doesn't work like that. Like in the universe you've set up, it does not work like that. Oh, fuck, that's awesome. Makes me want to see Jurassic World again. So now, you know, there was a... There was a lot of time, though, that Indominus Rex was not on screen. He could have been listening to right. tapes. Tapes. Yeah. Yeah, he got, he got, got out. Good he got tapes. Good point. All that time he wasn't using his camouflage. Yeah. Right. There was like that, a, there was that, a, there that was thing a, that from earlier that he probably would have used all the time, but yeah, anyway, yeah. whatever. Probably <laughs> <laughs> used once. Yeah. <laughs> to prank the people who've been looking after him. I think he got some raptor Rosetta stones. Exactly. <laughs> and I think he was studying in his off time. Yep. On makes, the flight. It makes sense. It makes sense to me, Will. 
Bayday Wong was playing him sometimes. And, uh, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love these. I love these blockbuster debates. Well, let's get, actually get into um, one of the movies that, as Will mentioned, would be good with uh, dinosaurs in it, which is me, Earl, and the Dying Girl, uh, and Raptors. What did you say? And Raptors. And Raptors. Yeah. So, all right. If if to, to those of you uh, listening to um, th- those of you who are like, all right, all of this. I don't give a shit about dinosaurs or Terminator and, you know, I'm a little done with the blockbusters. They kind of have played out for me this summer. Go see me, Earl and the Dying Girl. It is, uh, it has none of these things we've talked about. Uh, there is no alternate timelines. Um, it is just, um, it's the, it's written, it's a, it's based on a Jesse Andrews book who actually does the screenplay as well. Uh, and it's directed by Alfonso Gomez, uh, Rijon. So, it's um, really good, solid young actors. So wait, an actual writer wrote the script? An actual writer wrote the <laughs> script. Uh, and now here's 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 um, here's an example that now this director has done a lot of TV. He's done Glee, uh, American Horror Story. His only other feature is this movie called The Town That Dreaded Sundown. Um, but this movie, I think, first of all, yeah, the script is great because the this, the novelist. Did the screenplay. Right. Um, so while adapting a novel is a specific skill, I, I think it's easier when the, the, uh, the novelist does it, obviously. So, so no one's going to know it better. No one's going to know, know it better. Um, and it's really. But what's the basic premise? Is it. Um... Here's the thing there's a, it's based on this kid, Greg, uh, you know, who spends this time. He's the me, I imagine. Yeah, he's yes. the me. He's <laughs> the he, play, me. he plays me. He plays me, yeah. <laughs> Greg. Um, <laughs> So he's this sort of quirky kid, you know, uh, and the movie starts out and it's very cool. He goes, you know, there's all these different worlds in my high school and I just am f- kind of friends with all of them. You know, I'm friends with the jocks and the weirdos and all this other stuff. Um, and he's got this buddy of his who's Earl and they make um, parodies of classic movies uh, in short films because he's got these crazy, I can't even go like, all right. So he's got Nick Offerman plays his dad. Connie Brighton plays his mom. Nick, Nick Offerman plays a tenured professor who's never works. He's always at home in his pajamas eating weird, <laughs> esoteric, you know, hippie <laughs> academic food and watching classic movies. So he talks about as he was watching like Clockwork Orange at like age six. I identified with this because this is kind of what my life was a little <laughs> bit. Um, so they make these hilarious parodies. Uh and there's really funny moments in the movie. And the movie, early on in the movie, uh, there's this girl uh, uh, who has been diagnosed with cancer. And his mom's like, you need to go play with her and be nice and be her friend. He's like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to. So he begrudgingly does that. And of course, they strike up this 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 friendship. That was their meet cute? That was their meet cute. I don't want to meet the girl with cancer. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's basically wow. what it was. Um, so and and the mom of the girl with cancer is played by Molly Shannon. She does a really amazing job of playing a single mom who is trying to keep her shit together while her daughter is is battling leukemia. And the kid mm-hmm. comes over, and Molly Shannon's had a couple too many drinks, so it's sort of funny because she's like, "Oh, you're a, she's flirting with the teenage <laughs> boy, you know, like doesn't cross the line, but walks up to it." But obviously, the director did a great job. Uh, this is not. This is a difficult thing to do with somebody like Molly Shannon. You come out of the SNL world, and it's big, crazy characters. It's right. over the top. 
But when you dial them down to reality, holy shit, is it great to watch. I'm not saying Molly Shannon wasn't funny when she did her big funny characters, but in a movie like this, you can't be over the top. You have to be rooted in reality, and they do that. And so the moments that are funny are really funny, and the moments that are really touching and heartfelt and sad are really strong. Mm. And it's it's just one of that, like, you know, this, this trend of, like, the Fault in Your Stars type movies, th- th- those novels are being made into movies and they're being made really well. Like there's, there's another movie coming out I saw the trailer for, Paper Town, which is done by the same author that did Fault in Your, Fault in Your Stars, Fault in Our Stars. And, you know, this is a really solid movie and it's got hilarious, especially fans of this show, it's got so many hilarious film jokes. Oh, cool. The way they parody, they parody Seven Seal and just like all this... Well, it sounds like it was the perfect time to release it too. Like perfect. where it's uh, it it's the great best counter programming to every the all, the, all the big you know tent poles. And and I would it, it's one of those movies like, um, do you have to see it in a big in the big screen? Not necessarily, but I would say it's one of those like vote with your dollar movies. If you right. are tired of this these big tentpole movies that are making all this money. This is a movie you need to give you. And this is the time, I don't think Hollywood's quite caught on 100% yet, but this is the perfect movie that should go on demand along with a theatrical release. Right. So people that want to see it, I don't want to deal with the multiplex, but I want to see something cool, um, can just put it on their TV and just yeah. you know pay the eight ninety nine or whatever, or $9.99 and just watch it I, while, when it comes out. Because this probably won't do huge in no. theatrical. It's not going to do big theatrical um, numbers, in, but you're absolutely right. And they need Date to- night movie? Go and see the movie about the girl dying of leukemia? <laughs> maybe. maybe. I mean, maybe. There's a laugh Depends out loud. on the girl. Depends on the girl. You like the Hunger Games and kids died in that. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. That's how you sell yeah. this as a date night movie. This one just takes more time. Right. Yeah. It's like a slow Hunger Games. Yeah. It's <laughs> just with just one kid. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fighting to advance. Um, yeah, but this is this is a really solid movie and it's 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 the 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 writing it's exactly what we talked about. It's everything that Terminator Genesis has missed. Right. Uh is is it just has solid writing, solid characters, really good scenes. The kid who plays Earl, god damn is he funny. Um what's his name? RJ Seiler. He has some hilarious just he has some of the funniest lines. In the in the whole uh, in the whole film, he he's just you know he's, he was tried as a dancer, but he plays this like stone faced kid, and I, it, it's it's a funny solid movie. Cool, check it out. So something for everyone at the multiplex this weekend. Yes, yes, yes. yes. It's me and Earl and Dying Girl. It's one of those movies you need to search out and find. Right, right. Because you want after you watch it, you're gonna really you're gonna really mm. glad you saw it. So when you know it's the one screen that Terminator's not on at your movie theater. Well, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> why I went to Sarah. I was like, I'd already seen Terminator. Right. I, but and it'll, it's playing what six to eight? You know, it's, oh, there's 14 screens here. Oh, but nine of them have Terminator on, and them. five of them are Magic Mike, and the right. other five are Ted Two, right. and then there's this. You yeah. know, uh, I have not seen Magic Mike XXL but I um, did an entire episode of my podcast where I tried to guess the plot just based on having seen the preview. So if people want to hear that, if someone's seen it and they can tell me what I got right or wrong, that'd be great. But um, my big fear is, and this is just from the previews, from the Magic Mike XXL previews, is that it's done what I like to call a Mighty Ducks 2, where somewhere on the journey, 
they will meet some urban people who will teach them to loosen up and shake out. <laughs> like, it's, it, it, it happens in Mighty Ducks too when they're like playing, the duck, ducks are playing for Team America right. and then they go out and they find those black kids playing street hockey yeah. and then they learn from them and then, then the ducks get their, and their mojo back and there's a big smell of a scene in this that is going to, like, I, I just can smell it from the trailer. I may be completely wrong. I may be doing them a disservice, but I believe there will be a scene where the, the, the stripping troupe meet up some black strippers and then, and then, uh, <laughs> well, let us hope. Yeah. And but, there might be a scene of them working out. Maybe. Maybe. My uh, favorite thing is I read that there's six choreographed numbers in the in the film, which means that they have to find six excuses to break into <laughs> dance, which is always my favorite thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, That's, I always like the what. There's always, there'll be a dance off of some kind. Yeah. Well, maybe well, it's a like strip a. Off. Yeah. Maybe. Wait, you are you trying to tell me you think you could do that move better? <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, somebody hit yeah. the music. Maybe there's a West Side Story dance fight. Oh, right. Let's hope. Let's hope. I hope there's a dance fight. Um, all right. Well, what uh, what else do we want to get into? So we want to talk, uh, you know, you've been seeing a lot of the summer movies, Will. What um, what have you really liked so far this summer? And what are you looking forward to? Uh, I liked Mad Max a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that was, you know, probably the highlight of everything that I saw. What do you think of Avengers? Yeah, look... I, I, you know, some people really didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought with everything that J- Joss Whedon had to do, like, because that's you can't you can't make a movie right. anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, he's got so many things on the list of what you have to get checked off in the next two and a half hours that I think I think it would almost be more impressive if we if we saw like what he had to put in it first. Because basically it's like watching MasterChef, right? And when you get one of those challenges where they give you 18 ingredients and you have right. to use every ingredient <laughs> in the dish. And the thing is that some of those yeah. ingredients are actually going to spoil like the thing that you would make with like, say, eight ingredients. Right. But the challenge is how do you best incorporate you have all to put those? Twel- you have to put in 12. You have to put them all in. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the game, right? right? And I feel like that's what that movie was. I felt like they were introducing so many different things and doing so many different bits of business that he did. I thought he actually did a pretty good job yeah. of like pulling it all together and it making was, it entertaining. It was quite a balancing act for right. sure because, you know, you've got the mandate of you got to introduce these new characters. You've got to service these new characters. You have to set up these movies, you know, that are coming up. It's like, well, how do I, you know, do all that? And it, it was any, I think he pulled it off. It really did. Uh, yeah. I, 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 those films are so, there's, I mean, you, they need their own category. And I don't mean superhero category. I mean the Marvel Universe category where you have to, like you say, there's a list of 30, we need this character, we need this storyline, we need this, like you, it, the movie is so dense. Oh, and by the way, you need to have just amazing special effect fight action right. sequences. I mean, ba- they're comic books come to life. Yeah, 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 and right, the way yeah. comic books would always, uh, you know, the Marvel Universe and DC Universe is like, oh, well, this character is guest starring in this comic and now we have the Avengers, but then Iron Man and, you know, Captain America, they have their own books too. So, mm-hmm. and that's really what it is. But that wasn't easy to do. And the other thing, what would happen is, like, and this happened with Spider-Man, if the, the older comic book readers will remember, is the characters get oversaturated. You've got, like, a Spider-Man book and then you've got, well, no, there's a second Spider-Man book, and then Spider-Man's guest starring right. in the Avengers, right. and then to really get the whole story, you have to buy everything, and that gets really tiring very yeah. fast. I'm like, well, I, don't, I just want to read one Spider-Man book a month. I don't need to know what is going on in all these six other books just to get this one story. So, and I think the the danger is with the Marvel Universe is don't spread out too many branches. <laughs> you know, stick to 
you know, what you've been doing, ramp it up slowly, and don't make me have to see these other four movies to understand what's happening in this one. Yeah, yeah, and they keep it all relatable. But and and, and they're by they're, the way, I see all those movies. Yeah, and I, and I watch all of Agents of Shield, so I'm like, you <laughs> You're know, on board. I, yeah, I, I'm I'm on board. Yeah, yeah. and they're, they're, and I will say that pitfall they haven't fallen into yet. It's well, they just, don't need to because yeah. DC's going to kick themselves into that fucking thing. Oh yeah, DC, yeah, they're already I, on I their just way. Reading this article about what DC's doing with Wonder Woman, I'm just like, yeah, yeah. They're making another Flash. Like, they already have a Flash on TV. I can't even... Then they're going to make Which is it, great. It is great. I like love... The, the TV show, The Flash... The Flash and Arrow are fantastic. Well, The, the Flash is my... I was always like, I liked Arrow. Right. But I was like, not 100% sold on it, right? Right. And, but The Flash... Like, and all the stuff they've done with the crossovers in that universe yeah. has made me like Arrow more. Absolutely. Like, I think they're yeah, both yeah. better shows because yeah. of The Flash. And that kid who's the lead in The Flash. He's great. And, you he's know, great. and they do respect the right way. His dad is like the, the guy who played the original Flash yeah. on the TV yeah. show. And, like, you, you, it has a sense of history, but it does that really. Mark did, Hamill did the same character, it, the trickster again. It, it was, was really, really cool. fun. And, did, like, it was just the complete opposite to Gotham. Like, like, oh, you know, the Flash, exactly. The Flash yeah, was yeah. really fun. but And it, it understood the source material. Right. And they do these great little Easter eggs, too, in The Flash, where uh, they're at um, um, Ferris uh, Airline, you know, Airlines, yeah. and they're like, well, what happened? This place is closed down. Well, we lost. A, they lost a test pilot right. a while back, and that was, you know, Green Lantern. Right. So, and then they, uh, there was, like, they show the Suicide Squad, and there's all these little Easter eggs, and it's fantastic. But the thing that's fascinating to me in a very bad way is, like, you have a successful character, The Flash. You have a successful TV show. Why in God's name now would you start to develop another Flash uh, for the movie Flash that's oh. only going to be in the they Justice League movie? What, what, it, like, the, what are they doing? Stop. You're just stop. It makes Marvel's no sense. Marvel's got it. Yeah, like, like the way, just, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like Mar- do what you know, Marvel's doing. There's right. not a yeah. film version. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's yeah, not they, they they have a film the, version like, of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We'll go to all of them. I will see all of your movies. DC, if you do it as good as Marvel, I'll right. see all the fucking Marvel movies and I'll see all the goddamn DC movies. And here's a little secret. You have great characters to work with. Uh. You have better characters, <laughs> yeah. in my opinion. It's not like Bill Gates looked at Steve Jobs and went, well, they're making computers. We're going to make mm. wooden boxes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> or let's make computers yeah. worse. Yeah, we'll yeah. take yeah. Let's, yeah, that's what we're going to make them bigger <laughs> and, and less portable <laughs> and, and harder to understand and yeah. slower. Yeah, <laughs> go. Uh, good. Yeah, what I mean, are, what are you looking forward to? That's interesting. Um, I'm not looking forward to the the Batman and the Superman movie. I, I just oh. I I'm I don't care. I, I don't care. I'm not actually. I, I thought I would be. You and I haven't talked about this really. Yet. Well, well, we well. That's not even the summer. That's next summer. Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Whatever. But, the, but for you still, can't, you still have a right to not look forward to it. But, but it's well, people who know my affinity with those films, which were they were showing the other day on the TV, and I watched like from start to finish, like again, just like I, I start, I didn't want to. I was like, I was like, literally, like I did not have nine hours, and then I just went, you know, you know. Well, I don't know, I don't know what arguments you're about to make, but I just want to say that whatever they are, I agree with them. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's it's honestly like like, it's funny. You (laughs) joked about it. uh, I think it was Podfest two years ago because the announcement had just been made about Ben Affleck. The joke you made was everyone on the internet was concerned that you and I were. Are we okay with the Ben Affleck <laughs> announcement? Ben Affleck is the least of my can worries with this new thing. So oh. what, what do you like? Okay, I'm absolutely with you. Like, firstly, okay, unless they tape over the Christopher Nolan ones to or, make these films, just I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. Like they, they've nailed it. Yeah, like they've nailed Batman. They got. Like, it. firstly, why are they making more Batman so quickly? <sighs> you just nailed something. 
just do a few victory laps for a yeah. while. Seinfeld didn't jump into another shitty show straight no. after Seinfeld. <laughs> no. no, you got to get into Justice League. It took a, That's took what a lap of honor for five yeah. years, oh. right? You know, it's all marketing. It's like, oh, well, this is hot. Well, then let's we got to ruin it. Right. So, <laughs> so this, this DC internally has. I don't know what's going on because they, you know, they've got all these great comic book creators there. Just let let them do like the TV. They're starting to do that. Yeah. Like like Arrow and right. uh, even Flash. Like there, there's comic book writers on the staff. But they're then actually, even then, but I don't know why Batman. But then Gotham. Gotham's a disaster. It had great moments. We both got it. You usually right. were like, Graham, you got to check out Gotham. And yeah, I started yeah, exactly. Anyway. The Bruce Wayne, the young Bruce Wayne fantastic. stuff. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. The Alfred. I didn't know he was some yeah. special op guy. And that's that is actually true. Right. That's from the comics. That's and from the comics. And, and it's yeah. great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then all of the, like, it became a horror, like. Like some weird American horror story. And, and then like, oh, oh, now every Batman villain is a is the Joker. Oh, it's just but a also, crazy psycho, psychotic killer. Also, now everyone already lives here. Right? Like, and everyone's already like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so so I want I want. But uh, yeah, sorry, I was, I was Batman gonna, Superman. I was just going to briefly say on that topic though uh, that Jada Pinkett Smith is, uh, mm. I believe, in uh, Magic My XXL, <laughs> and my prediction for her performance will be subtle. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I bet you her neck's going to move. <laughs> um, so, I, I mean, I, I had a lot of problems with the the, super, the first Superman film. Yes, as did we all. Yeah, a lot of problems I've never seen um, anyone angrier than Mike Schmidt about it. But yes, yeah. we all none of us liked it. You didn't. Uh, you, uh, you didn't say me immediately after I watched it. Okay. Where, I, where I decided I had to go back and watch it again immediately, just because I knew that I was going to talk angrily about it to other people, and I wanted to make sure because I wasn't when I was first watching it, I wasn't paying attention to the things I hated enough to explain why I hated them to other people. <laughs> but I, I knew it was like I was like, I, you know what, I'm going to need some points to back this up. <laughs> Yeah, you'll get another sixteen dollars, but you'll hear about it through bad word of mouth. At the moment, I just have a general feeling I hate it, but by the end of this next hour and a half, I'm going to have some very specific points to make. That's such <laughs> wonderful nerd rage. Yeah. And uh, but then, and Zack Snyder just like to me, like completely missed it. And he's completely missed it on a whole bunch of things that I like, to be honest. Or not always. Like, he always gets, like, some stuff right, which is obviously why he keeps getting gigs and stuff. Right. But I, I will say, going back, I still like 300. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And, and seeing the, se- the second one that he didn't direct, like, that he only produced. And it wasn't bad. Yeah. The second one, it was, it was sure. ridiculous and fun and goofy, but it was still, it was right. good. But, uh... But yeah, the rest of the stuff I always feel like he takes pretty great source material and doesn't do an, a particularly excellent job with it. Right. Um, and yeah, so I just have like almost checked out of it. That's what I feel like has happened to me. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just keep seeing people will reveal like when they you know, revealed. Yeah, they'll just reveal even the Suicide Squad Joker. You know when Jared Leto right. and the internet burnt down, and I was just like, meh. Yeah, I'm right. not getting as excited about I, Well, I just don't yeah. feel it's far enough away from the Heath Ledger. Like, imagine if after the Jack Nicholson one, like two years later, they just had another thing with a different guy playing the Joker in it. Right. Like, it just, it's too soon. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's funny. I think I've, have a, I, I've had a similar reaction. I was reading uh, Entertainment Weekly and they had this big Batman, Superman thing in it. And I was just like, hmm. I read a little thing about Wonder Woman because I'm like, well... Well, the movie's already too crowded. That's what's hilarious. And they're already saying, oh, there might be cameos from other superheroes. I'm like, no, 
No, stop. Just tell the one right. story. That's all you have to do. And it's funny. Like, yeah, they, we, you don't need to remake the Entourage movie, but with superheroes. No, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder Woman's just cruising down the yeah. street oh. in the invisible <laughs> An Entourage needed to be crowded with cameos. Right. That's its right. bread. And, that's like a, a joke of that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I feel the same way. So anytime I see something about it, I just go, huh? I'm not... I'm not like enraged. I see, mm-hmm. you know, Ben Affleck, and, and I'm not excited about it. I'm not. Right. Exci- yeah, I'm not I can't. Excited. Just I, don't care. I don't even know if I'm going to go see it. Like, I guess I will. You will. I mean, I'll see it for yeah. the show, but I'm just like. But how many times? I mean, you know, <laughs> I'll see it once, and I, I bet you I'm going to see it once, and I'm going to not be. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to come out of there like. You know what's interesting? The more you hate it, the greater the chances that you'll see it again. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I I will have to see Jurassic World again, but I just can't yet. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't see it in 3D the first time, and I, I do want to go and see Jurassic World in 3D, so at least one of the things in the movie is three-dimensional. <laughs> Boom, <laughs> take that. Will Anderson, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I... I wonder if they take that into consideration, the box office analysts. are like, well, we're going to get a lot of extra money from hate-watching. Yeah, yeah. Hate watching. <laughs> or I'd like to, if they actually came up with like if they go, look the three D glasses from the main cinema here they're like twenty dollars but uh, you, if you want three D uh, characters uh, <laughs> you can get them it's just an extra we've actually shot those scenes they just don't play well in China so but if you want to see that version we will it's show another you five bucks right <laughs> oh that's probably true yeah yeah I'm not I'm not excited for it. the yeah I'm. I, I can't get on board. Although, uh, here's what I will say. There's that a pair that, of glasses one of the, that give characters nuance. No, that's yes. a, that it, I would love, uh, this is an interesting, I've never been a big Star Wars person. I, I've always kind of said that there's like one and a half good Star Wars films, which is like Empire Strikes Back and half of Star Wars. And the rest of it, I can really just like, you know, take or leave. And, but I'm quite excited about the new Star Wars I, film. I, They've I, got me back. Like, oh, good. I was good, kind yeah. of like, you know what? This kind of looks like this might be fun. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm that I am excited about. Me too. And uh, yeah. And like we said, I don't, we, maybe you heard us talk about this, but we've talked to Steel Saunders about coming to Australia to watch it on opening night. Yeah. So I don't know if you're going to be in Australia because we want to watch it at midnight. And what, then, what, when does it open? December 18th. And we want to yeah. use your pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> either way. <laughs> If you could just cheapen a little for the gas for heating it, I mean, it's yeah, killing yeah, yeah. me. I mean, we'll do, we'll, we'll the Australian dollar's not as strong yeah. as it was when I moved over here. Don't I now live in a much more expensive apartment and I have not moved. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll sell some thrilling adventure hour DVDs on the road. and We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll sell them on the plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll move some units. But yeah, we want to so we want to fly in and do that on December mm-hmm. 18th. And then, it, and then after the midnight screening, do a mashup podcast with Steel and us. Oh, that'll be great. That's a spoiler app. I mean, it's a great idea. If you're around. I, yeah, and I, it, this is the thing. No one cares what my opinions on any of these things are because <laughs> I see everything. Yeah. Like, I will go and see. I'll go and see it. I've yeah. seen, I saw all the Star Wars films. Like I said, I've yeah. like one and a half of them. Yeah. And I saw them all probably in the first week at the movies when they were released, you know? <laughs> Particularly all the recent ones. Oh, yeah, well, I better keep going. <laughs> I'm in now. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on. Uh, we have DVDs, uh, uh, Woman in Gold. Yeah, I like no, that. This was the one with Ryan Reynolds. This is right? Ryan Reynolds and uh, and Helen Mirren. Mm-hmm. If you missed it, it's a good little film to check out. You know, it's it's not it's not like a big Oscar worthy, right. You know, tour de force, but it's a good film. They they have good performances. It's okay. I think he covered that with it stars Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, <laughs> he's surprisingly good in it. Like yeah. that's the reason to see it. Yeah. 
He doesn't ruin it. Yeah, no, no. With with Ryan Reynolds, if you ever hear the word "good," it will have the word "surprisingly" in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can expect Ryan Reynolds and Helen Mirren to be no in the, in the no. same sentence either. You wouldn't. Um, next movie is Maggie, and this is another um, Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. That indie film, right, where yeah, his yeah. daughter's got the his becomes daughter's a zombie. got zombie disease, zombie and uh, he tries to save her. Now, uh, there's a review by Neil on the site. He really liked it, so you can check that out. And uh, it's a movie that I missed. That I do, I definitely want to check out. Yeah, I want to see it too. I heard a great interview with him on uh, on radio about why he did this film, and he's Mm -hmm. like, "It's time to give back. I've made all this money, and I want to start doing cool stuff like this." Right, and that's that's great. So, Uh, and the next movie is seventy one. Now, this one took a long time to come out on DVD, but this is the one about the. So we had a guest talk about this movie. It was about a soldier, I think, in Belfast trying to get through. um, Hostile, basically a a city hostile to him. Oh yeah. it's Northern Ireland, I believe. Yeah, I believe so. It's a, a young and disoriented British soldier is accidentally abandoned by his unit following a riot in the deadly streets of Belfast in 1971. Yeah, yeah, okay. I remember. Mm-hmm. This did look really interesting. It had a very limited release, so this is a good chance to, 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 to catch, catch up it. on it. Yeah, yeah, I want to see Maggie in 71. Yep. And uh, also, now on the site, we want to talk about, there's a couple new things in the store. Obviously, we have Thrilling Adventure Hour, and we appreciate you guys have been buying that nonstop. Um but we have Jackie Cation's new comedy special. Oh. Um, this will make an excellent Horcrux is now available for digital download from the site. It's uh, it's ten bucks, and you can just download it from uh, from us. Also, um, we have that wasn't a, a joke. We actually have Dana Gould's new LPs. We uh, yeah. you know for the collectors. We even got special boxes to ship them, so they will get to you um, intact. I, I love this trend of of vinyl coming back. Yep. Uh, and and all these comics are do, like the, I'm like the next album I do I'm gonna do a vinyl and they're cool because they're all signed too so if you're a Dana Gold fan and like a collector you get a nice signed it's a really uh, LP. cool collector well the other thing is and he signed it right on the record so it won't play so <laughs> no he didn't <laughs> good salesman what, yeah. what, what you tend to find though is that like there are some people that don't want just to have like something in their iPod or whatever like you want like a they physical, want a physical copy absolutely. and like I, and that's why I think those like albums have come back because it's like it's a cool way to have yeah. a physical copy and, and you know and it's like a something. conversation piece right. it's like a cool thing to hang up and, and I will say too there's something about having a big LP cover with a signature on it that looks really cool yeah because it's yeah. it's bigger well, it like, just it showcases it, it is it's, a it's piece cool. of art right it is, it is like I mean album art was a thing it yeah, was a very sure. distinct thing. Thing, uh, and it was one of the reasons because it was how you bought the album back then well, a lot of times you'd go into the record right. store and go that's cool art right and you that was some of the reasons why you'd buy it how do you think Dio sold, sold so many albums <laughs> oh, I, was, I was in Portland just the last week and I bought a Wild and Crazy Guy the Steve Martin yep. album like you mm. know on vinyl and it was just like five dollars in the shop in Portland but it's just fan- you, you're just like oh. oh yeah I'm glad that I have that I, like I've heard that album a million times I, I probably won't even put it on but I kind of like that <laughs> I have, you know? oh no I have yeah. a stack right. of old comedy albums that are just mm. like I, I love just knowing I have them I don't even have a record player but I like having it. Uh, I want to do a little fan feedback. Um, yes. Uh, film nerd intern Daniel Stevens, who's also going to be uh, helping doing a lot of social media for LA Podfest, posted uh, uh, this article in the LA Times about a, a exclusive test footage of Nick Cage suiting up for Tim Burton's Never Made Superman oh, yes. Lives. Wow. 
That was fascinating. And your guys' comments, we got a great comment from Eric Lang. Uh, the Death of Superman Lives, What Happened? Documentary comes out soon for VOD and Blu-ray Blu release. Uh, you should try to get director John Schnepp yes, John on the Schnepp. show. Yeah, I, I, That's I'll a great John. idea, Eric. Like, uh, Yeah, no, I know John. I'll email him. Yeah. Um, absolutely. He, I, I'm sure he would have a lot to say. Too. Oh, I, I I'll tell you, this footage, because uh, I saw a trailer for it um, actually at the Egyptian Mm-hmm. And uh, for John's movie, and the footage, the test footage of Nicolas Cage in this suit and as this Superman, it looks like. Well, here's someone who's never seen or heard of Superman before is making the movie. It's really, it's absolutely fascinating how, like, what would this have even looked like? Like, like some kind of weird, like Ralph Bakshi like, animated <laughs> crazy, you know, version of Superman. It's like insane. It's like the guy who did the Room made a Superman right? movie, exactly. But had never heard of Superman before. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm excited. Well, let's try to get John on the show. That and that. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Eric. That's a really cool uh, suggestion. Um, coming out this week, we have uh, Minions. Uh, now, this movie I will definitely be going to see. My kids are extremely excited about this film. Now, um, haven't been a big fan of the Despicable Me movies. They are simply not that great especially when pixar is putting out stuff like inside out it makes them look even worse um but minions is that kind of thing where it's like that side character it's like the um uh the minions of the frazier yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah pretty much pretty much it's it's, yeah, yeah, and it's it's like the penguins from Madagascar. Mm. Like oh, they're yeah. the oh, this is, they're far more interesting than anything else is going on in ninety percent of this film. Um, so the kids are really excited, and I, I, I mean, I don't know how it's going to be. I will definitely be seeing it, but I'm I'm not like holding any hope that it's going to be at all interesting. <laughs> I think uh, we it's so speaking of like uh, somebody watching uh, making Superman without uh, knowing anything about Superman. Uh, the other day at Universal Studios, I went on the Minions ride yes. without knowing anything about Minions. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you have to be at least bought into the Minions universe or probably under the age of 12 to yes. fully appreciate the Minions yes. ride. For, yeah, for the record, kids love the ride as well, yeah. and they're under 12. <laughs> yeah. And um, did you go on, did you see the new Fast and Furious ride on the tram? Yes. Oh that's why. God. That's why we went was yeah. for the Fast. And the Fur- <laughs> yeah, that's why we went for the Fast and Furious. We're like, oh, they got the new Fast and the Furious thing yeah, on yeah. there. It's on the tram. Yeah, it's part of the tram ride. Yeah, it's weird though that like I mean it's it's too much. Like it's too much. Like it's one of those things where you're like even by the standards of but the it's somehow they've made them worse actors. Like don't you see? <laughs> like somehow animating them. And getting them to record something, it, like, it, it's worse than it is in the films. But. Well, uh, clearly it's like, well, it's a, it's a ride, right? I think I'm going to, you know, normally I phone in a performance for the film. Right. This is a ride. I'm what am really I going to do? Yeah. No. <laughs> but my favorite bit is not the acting by the, um, like, uh, you know, by the, all the characters from Fast and Furious, but what you get to experience when you go on the tram ride, which is there's a setup to it. Oh, hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, nice. so suddenly as you're going up to, because the yeah. King Kong one's great, but you you basically just go in there and then suddenly you're in the King right. Kong world and you're at like yeah, that, yeah. that the experience is happening, right? Yeah, there's there there is a setup and there's like different um areas. There's like the first, like the first the pre-story, and then right. there's like the story, then you actually go to the actual ride. So part. like at one stage, you know, spoilers, <laughs> spoilers <laughs> for the tram ride. <laughs> but at one stage you go past like a car, like you know, Fast and the Furious style car that's like and and the your tram driver's like, hang on, that's 
That's not there's supposed a, to be there's there. There's a car that's oh, supposed that. to be on to the door. And then they start doing like a walkie-talkie, like, you know, through to like, and then like people buzz into your tram to say that, that you're some, <laughs> like, that, that bit's great. I yeah. love, I, I, that's my favorite thing. They always start out as like, well, everything's going fine. Right. Yes. And, Whoa, wait a minute. And I, I will was, say, <laughs> The, the technology in this ride is unbelievable. Like, like when you're in a right. you're you're in a tram, you're in a tram, and literally you're speeding down the freeway with yeah. people shooting at you. Right, and it makes that's you why feel- that's why most people in LA are going. Just for right. the idea that they could speed down one of those freeways. <laughs> like it's not nighttime, it's the middle of the day. And the freeway is just empty and yeah. you can just speed down. Oh, it's a, what it's a, a fantasy. It's a fantasy, yeah, yeah. It's like the 405 in the middle of the night or, or right before the president gets there. Uh, so, but you, they do something like, uh, like they have fans inside the ride. So you get that rush of air, like you're going really fast. Yeah. And, you know, it moves. So you like, you really, like, you hang on. Like, you're actually moving. Like, your brain actually gets fooled into thinking you're on a high speed pursuit. It's right. really cool. So it's like, because the Transformers does a lot of that too in that ride. But that's, I mean, really are those, the Transformers ride better than any of the Transformers movies by a hundred times yeah yeah. like the Transformers is a good ride that's all Michael Bay should do is make those rides just make the ride longer make it like an extra bit that you can just go and line up for the next bit of it right make the rides longer and the movie shorter right All right. Speaking of great movies coming out, Ryan Reynolds has a great one. Oh, Selfless. Self, this is a body swap. Slash less. less. Yes. Oh, it's a good body swap movie. Yeah. It looks like it's it's every one of these cliche stories played out. It doesn't look good to me. No. And uh, there's go actually- get it. Go get Woman in Gold. Yeah. Like if you're really yeah. if you're really on a Ryan Reynolds kick and you need a little taste, mm-hmm. go get that. Or you'll find be, and then you'll be full. Or find two guys a girl in a pizza place. Yeah, he was good at that. Yeah. I tested for that show. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> I was one of the last. That girl was really cute too. She was great. Oh, yeah, yeah. there's a movie. It was the name of that movie where he's in the coffin the whole time. Uh, coffin town. Coffin town. Bur- coffin. Buried. 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 No, yeah. buried. Grave. Ryan Reynolds buried. Grave. Dig deep. Um, so anyway, the last movie is Boulevard. This is actually a Robin Williams film. So oh. um, it, it's. It's about him as a family guy who actually, you know, develops like a, a secret life. I saw the trailer. It, it looks okay, but that always happens when a star passes away. Um, all of these movies slowly come out like the next, you know, year or so afterwards. So, and every one of them this says this, the last movie he made, but wait, this one just said it's right, the right. last movie. You know, they always use that as a marketing hook, unfortunately, but um, I don't know if this one's any good. Uh, I saw the trailer. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, it is good to see Robin Williams obviously on on screen one last time. So, okay, that's it, guys. Put two seventy six in the books. Um, Will Anderson, where can people find you on the World Wide Web and, uh, and the like? And yeah, uh, Will with one L underscore Anderson on Twitter. I have a, a podcast, Tofop T O F O P. It will be at the LA Podcast Festival. Yes, it yes. will. Uh, and uh, which we're looking forward to very much. Uh, Charlie, my co-host, uh, who you know, my occasional co-host in the old universe. Is he flying um, out again? He's flying out again. Oh, so God. yeah, no, that'll be. It was really huge last year. We had such a great time. So we're looking forward to doing that again. Uh, does this come out? Tonight. Today, yeah, yeah, cool. So um, this week I got some gigs around LA. If people are around LA, I'm doing meltdown on Wednesday, and I've got uh, set list on Friday night at the Improv, which will be really cool fun. But Saturday night at seven o'clock at the Nerd Melt Theater, I'm doing my hour, my touring show that I do around the world, Free Will, which nice. is the only time oh, I'm doing cool. the the whole hour here in LA. Gareth Reynolds is doing support for that, and then I'm in. Are there any uh, tickets left for that? Look. 
it's uh, one of the, it, there's not, but there will be. You know, it's what they <laughs> they always say. There's like twenty on the night, so if right. people want, but it's kind of booked out. But there, there, there will be. I mean, basically, if you come down, we'll find a way to squeeze you in. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and. So that should be really cool. Uh, next week I'm at Comedy on State in Wisconsin. Oh, that's a great club. I hear nothing but great things You're about gonna it. You're going to love that club. Uh, and th- hopefully the Hanson brothers will show up and say hello. Oh, mm-hmm. that'd be good. And uh, then uh, Toronto for a couple of nights and then Montreal for Just for Laughs. So, oh, sweet. Yeah, you can, but, you know, find all those dates in those places, you know, in the appropriate places. <laughs> in the appropriate <laughs> places. My uh, DVD, Illuminati is available for purchase some places and if you can't purchase it where you are, steal it. <laughs> is it on iTunes? It's only not here. Not US Steal iTunes. It. This, uh, oh, you know what you can do uh, if you if you if you want to like legitimately buy it and you're in the US. Mm. If you've got a friend in Australia, um, get them to send you an iTunes card. If you've got an Australian iTunes card, you can just got go it. in and buy it off the well, Australian let, iTunes and download it and watch uh, it on that. You don't us, have to set up an account. You just need a you know like a gift card. Let us know when it does come to um, iTunes here in the states because we have a CFN iTunes store. Oh yeah, I was hearing that. That's fantastic. Yeah, and we can we can put it in there. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah cool. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Awesome. Well, guys, uh, that's our show. Um, I will be headlining the Improv at Harris Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada next week, July 14th through the 19th. Um, and uh, a couple other things going on. What else we got going on? And then I'm in uh, Lake Tahoe in August. Um, that is Tahoe is August 19th through the 23rd. Uh, and also headlining the Hollywood Improv August 29th. Uh, so come check that out. And of course, uh, Los Angeles Podcast Festival, September 18th through the 20. Absolutely. Uh, and the week after, I'll actually be in Tahoe. Yeah. I'll be there. You're going to Tahoe. And mm-hmm. we've just added uh, Jen Kirkman is now doing PodFest. Yes. Um, uh, Lauren Lapkus is doing it. Mm-hmm. We've got about 20 some shows confirmed the Sklar Brothers, Todd Glass, Janet Varney. Um, stuff you should know. Yep. Uh, Obviously, Mark Marin, Aisha Tyler, Thrilling Adventure Hour, Thrilling Adventure Hour. Thr- first time Thrilling Adventure Hour doing the festival. Thr- first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doug Benson's doing Doug Loves Movies and Dining with Doug and Karen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Todd Glass. Um, we've just been working on some other stuff with the festival that we're going to be announcing soon. But the we're but also be updating you, the website for sure. And but we want to mention too, we've got some gaming podcasts we haven't before. This is new. We're, yeah. we're adding Giant Bombcast is confirmed, and mm-hmm. also uh, Indoor Kids. Yeah, this is cool. First time ever having indoor indoor kids, uh, I believe. Right? Or we have one. We have I think one? we had them once time, yeah, one time one before, time, or, but or, first time for Giant Bombcast. Yeah. So a lot of first time shows, uh, and of course, um, uh, Kevin Avery and W. Commonwell, Denzel Washington is the greatest actor of all time. Period. They're yes. going to be there. So <clears throat> we're going to have at least you know some some classic favorites and a lot of new shows. It's yes. going to be going to be awesome. Um, and uh, we're going to do a little preview night on the seventeenth at se- the uh, Improv. At the Improv, Sideshow Network is helping us with that. So here's how that's going to work, guys. We'll announce more details as it gets closer. But if you buy a weekend pass. Uh, you can go to these these uh, preview night on Thursday the seventeenth at the Hollywood Improv using your weekend pass. We'll have you can go get your weekend pass that early. Thursday early yeah. at the Improv. So it's a little bonus if you fly in from out of town or you. Live and there's in L- there's going to be about four to eight shows at yeah, the Improv yeah. too because gonna... we, we got the whole place. We've got the lab upstairs and we've got the main show. Room. Yeah, we've got the whole the whole place. So it's a little cool thing if you're in town a night early or you live in L.A. Uh, and you want to buy a weekend pass, it's just an extra night of shows you're going to get. Right. So it, it's going to be really... How can you go wrong? How can you go wrong? Uh, I also want to give a big shout out you know, to the pod podcast community. Um, one of our fans who listens to the show a lot, uh, Ashley Raper, was going through a tough time. And many of you uh, rallied 
and uh, showed support for showed her. support for her on Twitter. Many of you uh, emailed me directly, like Vanessa. And a couple others said, "Hey Graham, have you talked to Ashley? Is she okay? Uh, she's doing a lot better." Uh, and that's just you no. Know, Neil was checking in on her. Yeah, Neil was mm-hmm. checking in on her, and just the fact that you guys did that is just why this medium is so awesome. And you know. Like every day, you know, we're watching footage for earbuds yep. and hearing all about that is a, it's such a cool thing that we've helped uh, create this community. And you really, you're help you're helping someone like you really help somebody <laughs> in, in huge ways. So, uh, Ashley, a big shout out to you. Uh, I know you're traveling, um, back to Michigan, so we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. So that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. Um, there will be a Terminator spoiler app coming out later this week. And uh, go to all the websites and like all the stuff and yeah. follow and all the stuff. Oh, we should mention we'll be at Comic Con this week too. Oh shit! Yeah, we'll be doing Rick Meyer's uh, yeah. Kung Fu Extravaganza Thursday man. night, and Neil will be joining us. This is his first Comic Con panel, oh. so all three of us will be there. So check it out if you're going to San Diego. Uh, going to Comic Con will be there Thursday night. Yeah, we'll be walking the floor Thursday yes. day, and I'm going to go to preview night too on Wednesday night. Yeah, so because you have the you have the show with Doug. Yeah, I'll be doing a show night. there and and uh, on Wednesday night with Doug, and then. Um, yeah, it'll be fun, man. See, come down, come on, see down Comic Con. All right, guys, that's our show. Thank you, Will Anderson. Thank you. (laughs) 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 Sorry, I was just sitting back. I was like, no one needs me to make these plugs go longer. I'll just, (laughs) (laughs) I'll sit back or I'll start plugging other stuff. Yeah, I know. You'll just jump in. (laughs) All right, guys, well, that's our show. My name is Graham Elwood, and I'm Chris Mancini, and as always, remember. Han shot shot first. first.